Welcome to the Valley Girl Hour, the show where we feature women in the Valley doing cool things for their community. Each episode, we talk to someone who is dedicated to making their community a better place to be. I'm your host, Lindsay Whitaker. My guest today is Erica Friend, better known as Insomniart. She is a multi-talented, multi-hyphenate artist and was recently appointed the Commissioner for Parks and Recreation for the city of San Fernando. Thank you so much for being here, Erica. Hello, thank you. So let's get right into this. What is it about art that gets you out of bed in the morning? I think the idea of just getting out in the open and just being able to experience just being outside and painting, it's, it's probably what really drives me to go. And also just the community because I just love um, meeting a bunch of new people that are in the area where I'm working. And um, yeah, I just that's kind of what the drive is. It's mostly just to make people happy. You know, because mm-hmm. usually what I tell people when I paint is that usually on a job site, I'm there for that job. But once I leave, it's your guys' murals. And I want you to feel like you're coming home every time you see a mural or, you know, every time you see the your storefront painted, that you're just kind of proud to be there and, you know, just more enthusiastic about going to work or something like that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, and your art is, it's very happy. It's very bright. It's very, you know, you explained it as very um, collage-like. Yeah, it's almost like a bunch of images put together and it just made something. Because a lot of the time, that's how my brain kind of works too. I'm very scattered brain. So I just, I am multitasking all the time. Like I have multiple projects at the moment and I just... You know, just make it like my job. Just set it up in a way where I can just bounce around. And every day is something different. Like, I'm not doing something for a week the same. Sometimes I'll just jump around, go help out my friends in murals. And, yeah, it's just, I just love it. I just love the fact that I can do that. Because before, the, you know, a couple of years ago, I, would, I was working a job job. So it's just, like, consistent. You know, you do your hours, go home, and you, you're tired. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't feeling that anymore after doing it for 15 years. So I was trying to just, uh, I guess, evolve in my own idea of what I wanted to do when I grow up. Because mm-hmm. you always have that idea in the back of your head that, you know, you want to become an artist since you're in kindergarten. But what are you doing to actually pursue it? And though I was working at Home Depot for about 15 years and making paint and doing all that cool stuff and learning so much, I feel like I was just not getting what I wanted out of it. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I soak up that knowledge and I just put it out on all my different art experiences of murals. I've done ceramics, watercolor, painting, canvases, just so many different um, so many different aspects of art that I kind of just collected over the years. I just kind of would branch out mm-hmm. and do as much as I can. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned also like in our previous conversation about um, saying yes to things, like even when you don't know what you're doing, you're like, yeah, I could do that. I have a problem with saying no to people because, you know, you get embedded in their story and you just want to make it better, you know. So just like the story of this uh, project I'm working on right now where it's a storefront, you know. The storefront from all the customers that have passed by have always said it looked like a little jailhouse. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's sad because it's not. And you go in, it's a beautiful little mini market, you know, it was full of uh, goodies and stuff like that, that I feel like 
it's unappreciated because of the way the building looks unwelcoming because of the way the building looks so the you know the reason why i got into this project was because it's a mom and pop shop i love mom and pop shops because they're so humble for all the stuff that you do for them mm-hmm. and i've been working with this project for two weeks and i just i've already made a bunch of friends you know uh, from the community that, that are constantly stopping by and say how beautiful it looks now mm-hmm. how more welcoming it looks and just yeah it's just, i can ramble on about how the projects i've done over the years but you know, I just try to just take all that in and just keep moving forward and just making better things happen. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, on that note, what do you think about what what's the role that art can play, the impact that art can have in a community? A lot of ways. It's just more impacting the community come and, and you know, depending on projects, you know, I, I do a bunch of city projects and I also do a lot of um independent contractor projects and just having to get the community involved I always see as a better um, project because they get to be involved they get to put pride into doing it and also just because they get to paint most of the time people don't know how to paint and to get that moment to just put a brush stroke on a project that's going to be up for a while like they they take more pride in it and that way that the community will take care of it too so I mean, I've done mural projects with many artists and, you know, a lot of times we don't have any situations where, you know, it gets uh, graffitied or something um, unfortunate um, because the community gets involved in helping paint it. They uh, put their pride into it and we go and we just do the touch-ups and we just let the community take care of it. And I've always seen that it's always been a positive view of how the building looks how the area starts to feel and it's you know it's just a it's just a way of you know always getting the community involved it's always a better way of preserving the the stuff that you're doing for the community so mm-hmm. i've had um a very very big project um this past year and you know we tried to involve a lot of the community members who are in the graph writing when I say graph like graffiti and do, who do this like on their own uh, we involved a lot of people from that family to come and join us in the painters community because it's a different not a lot of people know you know how to paint and not a lot of people know how to spray paint so we kind of just combine our ideas and you know it kind of gives more respect to the to the people who are um, defacing murals to not deface the murals because we involve people in the community the craft the graph community to come and help mm. and it shows a little bit more respect in that way mm. and that's how a lot of times the murals stay beautiful and bright in the community because we come back and we touch them if we have to but you know we we trust that the community around that area will take care of that mural mm-hmm. for the next generation to enjoy and if not you know we'll paint something else you know it's just something we have to do, we have to listen to the community mm-hmm. um so you're also um, quite adaptable, I'd call it, um, when it comes to the ways that you express your art. So you've experimented with different mediums and you kind of roll with change. Um, like when the pandemic started, you mentioned there was a higher demand for murals. How do you think that this roll with the punches approach to art helps you as a creative? I mean, for me, honestly, I do like multitasking in different projects that have no 
you know, familiarity to that. So most of the times when the pandemic did happen, a lot of the places shut down. And when you shut down, just like if you're at home, you start looking around. So looking around your room, you're like, hey, you know what? I think we need a paint job. Revive it for when whenever the pandemic lifts up, that, you know, the area that they're entering looks new and refreshed. And, you know, taking advantage of the time off in a way of on a hard time, a lot of businesses were shut down or just keeping it, you know, their customers only in the front. So I noticed a whole lot of people just hitting me up and asking if we would do their logo on their wall, something to take selfies on or just, you know, maybe just a paint job. Maybe they just want to spruce up the area. But and then a lot of the campuses also wanted murals, too. So it was just an ongoing um, like a ball rolling as this pandemic was just still happening for weeks and weeks and weeks, people started having to use those funds that they had saved up because they have grants opened up or, you know, schools have their own set of budget that they need to hit. And, you know, what a great way to do it was just revitalizing the space of their school. So a lot of times we did murals on campus, in restaurants. City officials also had a um, I painted the glass windows at Pacoima City Hall just to, um, you know, a little sign of stay safe, wear a mask. Something simple, you know. I mean, we were sitting down for like a year or two, you know. So getting those small little murals out helped out a lot. You know, I was working full time, but also just having these projects still going, it was just almost like a... Because, you know, just like everybody, we were all kind of worried what was happening at that time. So as an artist already being in a low stance of like uh, the economic, you know, structure, you know, we weren't getting as much jobs as it was already. So when the COVID happened, it was just very interesting how that kind of shipped over to art a lot because mm-hmm. people started getting involved in um, creating things like merchandise, shirts. It was something that I was seeing a lot. Um, slime, people making slime, just being more creative. And a lot of those people who are doing those type of uh, art-related stuff, kept on doing it afterwards and actually had to make a dorm little small business out of it. So a lot of weird things spro- like sprouted out of that COVID, you know? So getting the chance to do more murals was just a, a plus. Mm-hmm. And then since then, it's just, you know, as we put our own uh, pictures of what we've been doing, people are like, oh, I want something like that in my office or I want something in that restaurant or you know, I have an idea. So it was just ongoing. I have projects that are still rolling through from COVID that people are just like, hey, remember when I hit you up and you were busy? I'm ready now. I'm like, okay, I'm ready now too. And that's almost like the the whole, you know, I can never really say no because I already talked already. But, you know, I try to please everybody or at least, um, you know, just doing the stuff that I can do that uh, I kind of stay in my line of work not venture off too far from doing something crazy, but I paint on jackets and stuff like that. So I, I do a little bit of everything. So it's hard to say no. Yeah. Well, you've done like, as you say, like smaller scale projects, mm-hmm. um, but you also have painted the largest mural, I think, in the valley. Second largest, actually. Second largest. It's okay. almost as big as, well, I guess we'll be in Somar. It'll be the largest in Somar. Ah, okay. But in the valley... Uh, I think Judy Bacchus does, takes that title mm. as the mural mile, and she's also going to be extending her mural mile, oh, wow. which is right there by LAVC. And um, funny story, when we were restoring it, me and my friends went down to the wash to help look 
and we got kicked out. But <laughs> that's the first time meeting Judy Baca. And, you know, she's a really big um, muralist in, the, in, the, in L.A. And um, she's doing some great stuff. And, um, yeah, I got involved with doing that big mural in Silmar only because I was involved into a, the other biggest mural, which is uh, Levi Bontis' mural you know, on uh, Paxton and San Fernando Road. And um, that actually was sparked out, I think, during the pandemic, too. That happened during that time because mm-hmm. I remembered... Uh, I think we did the mural and then uh, we did another Kobe mural and then the shut everything COVID happened. Mm-hmm. So in that time, um, I was asked to see if I would want to design the next um, mural. And I had no idea where I was going to be. I just knew that I was going to be part of something because uh, our council woman, uh, Monica Rodriguez, like she was uh, adamant of having uh, a woman artist doing a, a mural this time. And um Fortunately enough, I was a part of the project with Levi, so that's how I got involved with doing this one. So, and Monica, we we connect very well. You know, she's a very awesome woman. She's very empowering. You know, so I I just take that in, and I'm just well. Let's see what we can do. And then when I saw the wall, I was like, oh, <laughs> that's a really big wall. Like I've never personally done a wall that big. I've helped out on walls somewhat that big for Levi, but. I was just very intimidated because I've done smaller walls and getting a city project, um, leading it and, you know, telling a bunch of people what to do or how to do it and collecting and just managing the whole thing. It just, it, it came to me in a very slowly because it's just a learning experience. Mm-hmm. I've usually been the outside person looking in and now I'm the person doing it. So it was a little bit more intimidating, but I also was very sick at the time. So I was dealing with my own personal um, life-changing experience. So I almost was ready to actually hand over the project to Levi to finish because of that mm-hmm. situation. But luckily, the doctors finally figured out what was wrong with me. So I, could, I was able to actually paint it because it was about two years in the talking. It happened in COVID. You know, it kind of died out a little bit. I didn't think it was going to happen because of that, because... Mm-hmm. COVID happened, everything kind of just slowed down. And I was just like, it was a good, you know, it would have been something like uh, a good experience to have on me. But then when it really did happen, I was just like, okay, now I got to put my adult pants on and really get this project going. So, and it came out great. Uh, We did it in 15 days and we lost one day because of rain, but, you know, I couldn't even think the the artist that I've known for 10 years plus to help me out with this project because I really needed their help. Because being sick and doing this project on my own, it was very difficult. So I'm glad that I was able to um, actually work on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After all the designing of it, I was almost pretty worried that I wasn't going to be part of painting it, which is my thing. I'm not much of a designer. Mm-hmm. Like you said, I do, I do dabble in uh, digital design, but it's not my forte. I'm a traditional artist, so hands-on sketching out your your mural project for you um barely getting my my foot into the door with digital but yeah it was pretty i i can't live with moto i still get people tagging me on the photos of the mural and it's just great i it was a great experience mm-hmm. how do you plan something like that like something that massive honestly it with me having my health situation happening, um, luckily I was asked to be the artist 
only because 11.11 was going to be part of this project too. And 11.11 projects was who um, really did a lot of more of the paperwork background stuff and business-wise. Okay. So they took care of a lot of the permits. Uh, we had to work through Metro because since the mural was uh, located next to the railroad tracks, we had to do training. We had to get forklift license because we're all using boom lifts to um, paint this mural. And, you know, a lot of the artists, we ain't, we don't have any of that type of training. Um, unless you were on that project before with Levi, a lot of the newer artists uh, didn't have licenses to drive boom lifts or, you know, and we're not business shabby. A lot of uh, local artists are not business shabby. I'm not business shabby because I've been, we're always been kind of just learning as we go. So when 11-11 came in and they said that they were going to take care of everything, it was just like a dream come true because it lets me do what I want to do. It's just paint. Mm -hmm. I create the design and paint. But I really want to do a lot of the paperwork stuff, signing stuff and, you know, talking to Metro. And it's just very intimidating for me because it just kind of loses focus of what I'm supposed to be doing. So mm -hmm. luckily, a lot of the work went on them. <laughs> and now that I'm going on my own projects, I got to start learning on, you know, what I need to do to get those big projects. Yeah, they 1111 does some incredible work, so I'm glad mm -hmm. they were able to to help you out with that. Yeah, I've known um, Addie and Erin for years. Earlier um, art walk days, when they were mm -hmm. still doing the Konoga art walk, was, I think was when a lot of the artists that were part of this project actually met 1111. And that's how another ball was rolling of connecting with different and networking with different artists that do different things. So it's just, uh, I remember just uh, seeing, oh, there's going to be an art walk in Canoga Park. Let's go do it. Let's go show some artwork and have a little table with our prints and buttons and stickers. And, you know, it was very small, but we went, we met Aaron and him, and that's how we built our friendship since then. So it's just funny how it just kind of bounced back on this project because uh, Monica had a, you know, they she loved what they did during their day of the dead uh, exhibit. I was part of the exhibit. So, you know, it's just kind of how we always seem to be connecting back again. So we were able to connect again with Daddy and Aaron to do this project. And it was just so much easier mm -hmm. because they already knew me. I already knew them. And I just put all my faith in them that they could do um, get the permits and all that good stuff together and, and make this mural happen because uh, of my health. We were pushing it back so much. Mm -hmm. So it was good that, you know, I had my, they had my back on that. So it was a very difficult time, but also a very uh, challenging time because of the mural project. So I'm just glad that I was able to just actually create it on the wall mm -hmm. instead of just designing it. That's awesome. So you're about three months into a new position um, f as the commissioner for Parks and Rec. Um, so can you tell us about that? Like, what has that been like for you? It's been, um, it's a pretty slow process. You know, like um, we were talking earlier, um, our last conversation was that um, during COVID, a lot of things shut down for the, for San Fernando too. Not mainly shut down, but it was mostly just making quorum. So um, a lot of the meetings have been pushed back and pushed back. And then you know, next thing you know, they're not really meeting at all. Mm -hmm. So coming into it, I was, you know, just almost kind of walking into like a disaster in a way because you really don't know what's happening. Everything's been kind of floating around. No one's really been following up on the stuff that was brought up from previous meetings and stuff like that. So 
it's you know luckily for me you know it was uh it's not as hard as i thought it would be only because um it's taking a lot of uh community um input the community members feel like uh there's something in the part that needs to be uh, updated or fixed or cleaned up that's what i'm for you know i'm the their voice to meet up and um during these meetings and say hey you know the community sees a lot of graffiti in the park are we addressing it quick enough for them are i understand that with city official stuff it takes a little bit long to get that ball rolling we have to send out letters and stuff like that but i'm mainly just there to kind of be the voice of the community if that makes any sense um we meet up every month um we just change the date we, we meet uh one the first thursday of the month and I met with the other commissioners and we talk about um, previous um, things that were brought up in the park. Um, luckily for us, a lot of the parks are being revamped. So a lot of the parks are getting new gym, uh, gym equipment. Some people are going to get fields fixed. So a lot of the, the problems that we saw throughout the pandemic uh, is slowly being addressed because now we have funds and everything's kind of rushing back in again. And now we have to really push into uh, getting this stuff already going. And luckily, uh, you know, Saffron has been working with uh, Pacoima Beautiful, who's helping us with uh, community input. So a lot of that is just puts, um, takes a lot of off uh, Saffron hands of getting community input and what they want to see in the parks. Mm -hmm. And my job is just mainly to just voice out those, uh, those concerns from the, um, from the community and uh, address it to the com uh, during our council meetings and to see what we can do to start um, figuring out budget, you know, who do we have to get involved to do this for this co for this um, community member who was requesting maybe some plants planted in areas that maybe some plants just look like they're not there anymore or they're just, uh, maybe they're just drying out. How do we go and about, you know, replanting some new pots for these people? So. It's a, it's a long process I'm seeing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> of course, I'm always like, let's do it now. But, you know, I have to um, respect the city officials on how they, they do the process. And, yeah, I'm just really pushing it just to have uh, also just more art in the park mm -hmm. and how we can bring more art into the park and hire art, local artists to do that instead of bringing outside uh, companies to do stuff that local artists can do themselves. So, and also just, you know, just to revitalize the park a little bit more because I mean during the uh, SDC during the pandemic our parks were something that we were taking very fond of and I'm glad that we were able to do that now mm -hmm. and really address those issues from the community so yeah. yeah that's great I'm I'm they're lucky to have you yeah um we have like two minutes left but okay. I really wanted to ask you something <laughs> um can you tell us about your seed bombing venture because oh, yes. I'm kind of obsessed with that you know, I've um, I came across this video on Instagram, and it's a little it's a little quick TikTok of uh, this guy. I believe he's in Seattle or something like that, and he uh, wears this bee costume and um, he sprinkles. <laughs> I know it's so funny, but that's how he got his little um, how his video got viral because uh, he was in his bee costume uh, sprinkling seeds in areas like. Um, like sidewalks, um, sidewalks that have trees already um, planted that maybe might need a little bit more native flowers in it. So the seed bombing thing came from that, the idea of getting a little like a, 
one of those little parmesan cheese shakers adding a bunch of native flowers and spreading them at least wherever i go and then usually where um i kind of got the idea of doing that the seed bombing is actually something i seen before but i feel like you know no one really did workshops on it and it's actually a pretty fun interactive get your hands dirty workshop and so um I had spewed this idea to um, the Achuchas, which is our cultural bookstore here in the San Fernando Valley, um, to do a workshop for their Celebrating Words Festival coming up on the 20th of this month. And um, I gave them two ideas. It was either, um, they said, oh, I can't do a mural. I'm like, okay, well, I don't want to do a mural. I actually want to do something non-related to murals because that's how I do now. It's paint murals. So I told them I can do a seed bombing workshop, which is uh, creating little clusters of dirt with seeds in them that you can toss into little um, vacant lots or dig them into pots. And the other idea was painting pots. And they went with the painting pots. And I'm like, oh man, I really want to do that that seed bomb workshop. Because it's been a cool idea for a while. And luckily somebody in that council of their meeting saw that and they decided, hey, you know, that'd be a pretty great idea for Earth Day. And I'm like, well, yeah, but let's make it an 818 work, uh, Earth Day. So, um, I think uh, about a week or two ago, we did a, a at least my first seed bombing workshop, which is pretty cool. And the kids loved it. Any way to get dirty, you know, mm-hmm. they just love it. And it's a pretty easy step-by-step project. But, you know, they did their thing. Um, and I couldn't ask for anything much easier than that because, uh, you know, the parents are involved. They get to do something with the kids. And, it's, and also just to kind of give out the whole gorilla you know, seed plant, seed bombing workshop, and also just kind of remind people that um, the reason why I like doing that and why I do do that is because uh, we have a lot of invasive plants here in the San Fernando Valley. I don't know if you ever drove by any vacant lots or something like that, and they're just covered in weeds. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wouldn't it just be great if it was just native flowers? And seeing how the bee population is also dropping, you know, that once the bees die, we also die too. So we kind of want to take care of that part and giving um, the bees something to come to. And luckily for us, you know, those spaces are slowly starting to come. And I'm also enforcing that during our parks to actually have little native flower gardens that people can just walk through, mm-hmm. do their little selfies and stuff like that. But yeah, the seed bombing thing was just a small little step of what I want to do. I'm very in tune with nature, so I kind of want to preserve it as much as I can for the next generation. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, um, Erica, for being with me today. No, thank you. It was a pleasure having you in the studio. Uh, you can learn more about Erica slash Insomniart at, KPCR, uh, at kpcradio.com. Until next time, I'm Lindsay Whitaker, and thank you for listening today. <laughs>